how anal are you guys when you edit your podcast? Do you, when I was hosting one with my friend, uh, she, and I probably do this too. I just don't realize it cause it's me, but like she says, um, a lot. And I would edit out some of her ums because she had so many ums. I told her that she ummed a lot and she was pregnant and she started to cry because she was so emotional. It's just like... You're like, what have I done? I've made a huge mistake. Netflix buffers for like a second I like throw my remote at the TV like it I've become like a child we've become such gremlins on? I know <laughs> you have a very uh, relaxing NPR kind of voice Monica and I'm scared to oh. say that because I don't want Carly to be all bad and be like well what is my voice sound so my younger brother is our sound producer and one time he was like Monica you have such a great podcast voice and I was like he goes, you have just like a I, regular voice, which is nice. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, okay. It's funny you say that, though, because this week I was re-listening to your episode of Gilmore Guys just to remind myself of who you are. And Kevin <laughs> called you the voice, uh, what's the word? Twin, the voice twin of Adam Brody. And now I can't unhear it. <laughs> yes. I, 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 a lot of people would tweet at me that. And I that's so interesting <laughs> to me because I, I'm feel like I'm super gay and I don't know what Adam Brody is so I don't I don't I don't But I don't think he's gay. I don't think it's a compliment to him like I don't know. I it's, you your voices do sound very similar. I think it's definitely yeah. a compliment. He he just he has a unique voice and so I think that it's like easy to kind of hear people that maybe sound like him a little bit. I need him to start doing more stuff so that I could like you know be yeah, his right? like he needs to do his like vocal stand in a cartoon movie and then not want to do the <laughs> spin-off and then I'll do that. <laughs> you know what? I want to do the sequel. We'll run it up the chain. Uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Just yeah. like uh, Tom Hanks's <laughs> brother does like all of his things that he doesn't want to do. For oh, Woody, does he really? Yeah. Oh, really? All of the Hanks family look really similar. Like Tom Hanks' yeah. son looks exactly like him. Except Chet Hanks. Except <laughs> Chet. Like, oh, where did wait. he come from? Like when I don't know Chet Hanks. You don't want to know Chet Hanks. <laughs> I want to look him up. My giant dog is on my phone. It, it just proves that even the best person can still make something that's not that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. So Chet went to Northwestern with my sister, and I got to f- figure out what song it was, but she was in the theater department, and he auditioned i swear with like beauty school dropout or something it was like beauty school dropout not like, only was just musically like... the worst song ever but <laughs> right. content wise equally as horrendous yes and then he like decided to not do theater became chet hayes as like a rapper but all this is to say they also went to school with our friend alana pena who wrote for crazy ex-girlfriend so that's another oh, yeah. crazy connection here yeah oh that's my great. he is <laughs> I know. And he does these like Ooh. this like Jamaican voice that's very his weapons. Yeah. Yeah, he's like um yeah, there's just he's something like the... genetically went wrong. <laughs> exactly. 
That was during Tom Hanks's like microwave burrito phase. It's like all the recessive (laughs) genes came out there because like his other son is so nice and like Colin Hanks is very likable. Yeah, very normal. Well, shall we begin a fresh episode? Well, let's do our intro, Carly. I'm Monica, and I'm Carly, and And this this is is Texas Texas Forever. Forever. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> I know. We we forget. We do it like every seventh episode or something. <laughs> yes, it's calculated. <laughs> you get an intro for a treat, everyone. <laughs> for a treat. <laughs> okay, so the first fact check I have is I said, I just want everyone to know that I did mean Super Tramp when we were talking about Goodbye Stranger mm-hmm. when I said Soul Train. Sure. That's not a band. That's That was a TV show in the 70s. And I know these things. So it's okay, Monica, I just, just to, say you were I just wrong. sounded really dumb. <laughs> I it's fine. It's just like as the music person on this show, I'm like, you are so stupid when I'm listening back. So anyway. Monica really beat herself up about that one, guys. Everyone, everyone just let her let her have it. Thanks, thanks. thanks. <laughs> um and then okay, Carly, we're all confused as to when you first started FNL because you say you started it in high school and then Last episode, Krista was like, I started in 2013. You're like, yeah, same. So I consider let's, let's get the, the jury years, out. There's no jury out. I just consider any time before 2015 as like basically high school. So when she said 2013, <laughs> I was like, yeah, basically the same. Because we graduated in gotcha. 2012. And right. I, I watched it like as a junior. That's like two years, which is basically the blink of an eye. So I was just like, yeah, sure. we do. <laughs> same. I also, when I say the other day, that could have been yesterday or basically within a five to 10 year span. <laughs> true, true. So my concept of time, honestly, is just, I just have a loose grip on it. So I apologize. You do. I know this about you. I just <laughs> want our listeners to not be like, when did Carly watch FNL? I just can't I did it first watch it in high school. Thank you. Right Which, after me. I think it was like a year or two after me. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely watched it first. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember talking, is my shirt on backwards? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm really having a day. I promise I'm I can't a normal tell. Adult It doesn't have human. any like design on it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to fix fine. it. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm usually a little more together, but I'm just currently no. struggling, even though it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you want to take the last one? I do. Oh, big haircut. Uh, yes, yeah. that's the end. Uh, we made a joke about Andy calling Jim big haircut instead of big tuna in the office. And that is mm-hmm. the end of season three, not season four, because it's, of course, uh, it's right before the it's interview. the job. Yeah. Exactly. And we said that because of Tyra's big haircut. This is right. This is true. Okay. Well, guys, I feel like sh- I had, uh, my, my mother had a correction. Oh, you know what? I remember what it is. And it is, okay. it is true. When we talked about in the uh, season finale when they go to Dallas to play since it was before 2007 or 2008 I can't remember my mom said it's not the Cowboys stadium because they hadn't built it yet it was the it was an old stadium here it is the, it was still the Cowboys stadium it just wasn't the new one in Arlington that was built in 2009 the old one was called Texas Stadium in Irving and it was almost a dome but it had a hole in the top apparently that didn't close oh. I think that's a thing there's a hole in this kick. There's a hole, There's a hole in, in this, this dome. dome. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> big, big, uh, big fat Greek wedding. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Which, uh, fun little story. Um, Carly obviously lives in Denver. So there's, you know, you have access to dispensaries. And so when I was there, 
got some gummies that I brought home to Texas and Mal and I took them over Christmas break and we couldn't stop laughing for some reason. I think we were eating something and we were like, what do you mean you don't need no meat? And we just (laughs) said that a million times and we're like crying laughing. Is that from Big Bad Greek Wedding? It is. Yes. (laughs) I was like, where's our, where's our train of thought here? That's when she freaks out about that. And then she goes, it's okay. It's okay. I'll make lamb. And it's that big classic, classic vegetarian dish of lamb. Right. All righty. Well, well, well. Let's intro our guest. Let's do it. Um, Ben, how do you how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Simons. (laughs) (laughs) He told us to not talk about it. I know. Specifically requested that we do not draw attention to the pronunciation of his last name. Yes. I mean, if you have listeners that have listened to other things that I've been on, then they they already know. They know. I'm gonna just go for it. So. Ben Seaman is a writer and comedian based in Los Angeles, best known for the role of grocery clerk with half an eyelid on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> He's also written for several animated shows, including DuckTales, Trollstopia, and the upcoming Tiny Toons reboot. Everyone welcome, Mr. Ben Seaman. Welcome! Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. What a beautiful song. Of course. <laughs> we like to start with a chill, relaxing vibe. We do. Very chill. <laughs> well, welcome, Ben. Uh, ben is another one of our Gilmore Guys alum. Yes. We are thrilled are to have him. Poach everybody, huh? Until you've got yeah. them all. <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> pretty much pretty much how it's going. And it's working out great. We love all of the Gilmore guests. <laughs> yes, they've been awesome. And yes, Ben is on a very underrated show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We, we like to plug shows that we've watched on the show. And it's they literally have a like a musical number, original musical number every single episode. It's so creative and it's, it would be a great binge during this time of I need. have not watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, you've got to watch it's it. It's great. I you got to watch it. Sometimes you got to see two. his eyelid. Sometimes there's three songs. It's crazy. Oh, exactly. Yeah, there's like at least one original. I really need a binge right now actually. I this morning was struggling and just started over Shit's Creek again, which is not something I should be doing right now. It's not productive <laughs> for my life. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's one of those shows that like um it turned the title turned people off because they didn't know what it was going to yeah. be about, you know? Like Trophy Wife was another show that was actually like <laughs> A really cute show that was really sweet, but like people hear it and they're like, I don't know about that. You know? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I always felt that way about um, what was the one, the like bitch in apartment three or whatever oh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, the, Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trust the bee. And it, that's yes. what it ended up being. There's all these shows that like they want to be called something edgy and then they always back off like good yeah. Christian bitches like got turned <laughs> oh, into good. Oh, I don't good- know that one. <laughs> Yeah, it only ran for one season. It got called, they ended up being called Good Christian Bells, which is like not even fun at all. Interesting, yeah. Not even a thing. Good Christian Bitches. I think that Bunheads would have done better with a different name. For sure. That's another one that's like too much. I would just be like, wait, what is it about? It doesn't grab grab you very much to inside baseball. Like, it's like a term that they all use for one another, but like, it would be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something also, super like, inside baseball. Also, like, wear buns <laughs> in all kinds of activities outside of dance. True. I mean, I'm not I can't, personally I can't think of one, but... <laughs> a bunhead right now. It's not it's not in my realm, but... You're, you're a bald head right now? When I have hair, I put it in a bun. 
What are we talking about? Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> we need to stop. Ben, tell us about your um, relationship with the show. Um, yes, you know, let's your, hear it. your one night stand with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was telling you a little bit ahead of time. Like, I remember people have such an affection for the show, you know, but I think, I think it's kind of, my sense is that it's kind of like um, a complicated affection because I think that people seem to really love the first season quite a lot and then maybe have stronger feel like not have as much of affection for the later seasons i i watched the first episode probably probably while it was still airing but like you know maybe it was on streaming somewhere because mm-hmm. everybody talked about it and you know the everybody loves not everybody but lots of people love the it's show a so cult. The, it's a cult show for it's sure. a cult yes. i watched the pilot and i thought it was very sweet um, but I don't like football. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't care, you know, like it's, yeah. it's very hard. It's like, I, I think Ted Lasso is like another show where I'm like, I don't care about soccer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like that show really has as little soccer in it as possible. And so it was like, <laughs> yeah, kind of okay. I don't know if you guys have watched that show, but it's very sweet. My roommate's been watching it and keeps, I mean, I keep hearing great things about it, but I haven't. It's very, it is a very common. Sweet. It is a common opinion, though. So I think what the main reason that people drop off after the pilot is they don't watch football. Um, but Friday Night Lights kind of grew into that. In that now it is, it becomes one of those shows that is not really about football. I mean, they do retain it throughout the show, but not in a way to where if you like Monica or I don't recreationally watch or like get emotionally invested that invested in football that you still have a lot to hang on to in the show, but it definitely drops people off, especially in the first season. It's usually either that or people are uncomfortable with the like documentary style filming. Yeah. I, I didn't remember that. And I did find it so kind of annoying at some point. I was just like, just keep the camera steady. Like (laughs) somebody (laughs) hold it. Like, (laughs) The but, camera is falling. <laughs> so I, I knew like the premise, but I, I would only watch the first episode. So I had to kind of do a little research to get into this. And and we haven't gotten into the episode yet, but I was curious because I had been listening to the pop culture happy hour on NPR. And they were kind yeah. of mentioning that like there's shows that have tonal problems where like suddenly there's this tonal thing that happens where you're like, this isn't the show that I signed up for. And you find it very mm-hmm. jarring. So obviously in the first episode of this season, there's quite a big storyline that's very totally different. So I don't know how you guys felt about it. And I don't mean to recap what you just talked about last episode. No, it's okay. We're going to talk about it because they stretch it out over, unfortunately, a number of episodes. (laughs) Yeah. It is renowned the least favorite storyline in the episode. Although later in the seasons, this is kind of, this shows a lot like Gilmore Girls kind of where... I mean, it's different in that they didn't lose a showrunner or anything, but there's a lot of debate over the later seasons and kind of like where the show goes. Some people are diehard about it. Some people totally just changed the channel. Um, and this storyline was an early example of that kind of some some people, a lot of people really, hate, really hate it. I don't love it. It's definitely one of my least favorite storylines, but I'm here for it. It's okay. Like, it's entertaining. There are aspects of it that I like. Um, but for the most part, the murder thing put a big damper on one of my favorite little duos. Yeah. 
I'm finding that watching it for this is probably my third time all the way through that I actually like it because I've been so annoyed with it and it's so infamous as being an annoying thing that now I can just kind of enjoy it. And I'm like, I'm loving season two. I don't know why. I'm just loving this season. I've always liked season two though. And I, but I'm always one of those people that, which is funny because like now I'm a host on a show where I'm supposed to be critical about television. But for the most part, I just like let TV wash over me. And if I didn't get online and find out that people were mad about things, I probably wouldn't give a shit about them. Like most of the time when I watch TV, I'm like, that was great. And then I get online and I'm like, oh, people didn't like that. You know what? It is stupid. And (laughs) I feel like for the most part, if I just turn my brain off, I in general, it entertains me. It does its job. And if I don't look at it too critically, which is kind of how I've approached the murder this go around yeah um that it's not so bad but that's not what we're here to do yeah i agree i very much like if i read something that like i'm not supposed to like something i'll be like yeah i don't like that thing (laughs) (laughs) right but like it did make (laughs) it did make me think you you guys are very young uh and and beautiful uh so uh you probably (laughs) didn't watch six feet under but there's like oh i remember um, that show yeah, yeah I Carly did. I'm thinking Pushing Daisies. Never mind. Oh, and Pushing Daisies but is I, wonderful. I remember the title. But Six Feet Under was like about this family that runs a funeral home. And like they just had this one episode oh. where just this crazy thing happens tonally where you're just like, what? Is, like, I don't what? like what? this at all. Like this isn't what I signed up for. And then they yeah. kind of dragged it on. Like it, basically like a character gets kidnapped and traumatized and like, oh, and then, and then they keep having like flashbacks to it, like all throughout the season. And you're just like, like, let it go. Just, <laughs> just let's, let's just focus on the dead people, you know? Like, <laughs> like so I wonder kind of like that, like this is something that kind of divides people, but you know, it, yeah. it's only like 10 minutes of the episode. So, you know, if yeah. you liked other stuff, you could enjoy it. Yeah, totally. I think this is like, you know, this is kind of the season where a lot of things fall apart. So when you're first watching it, you're like, I just want coach back at Dylan. I don't want Tyrant, you know, so, and I don't want Matt and Julie falling apart. Like I don't want all these things, but now that I have seen the show and I know the whole story, I I'm like enjoying watching everything kind of a little more comfortable. Get crazy. Yeah. And they're intentionally unraveling their, their own storylines. I mean, it is like, you aren't supposed to love what's going on right now. You're supposed to be sad that Julie's pulling away from Matt. You're supposed to crave and like get nostalgic about the, ah, why can't they just be together and coach be here and everything be good? It's supposed to be bad business right now. Everyone, every character on the show is struggling. And I think mostly people just, my only opinion is that they maybe went a little hard on immediately unraveling like everyone at the same time is what I would say. I need, like, something to be okay. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I feel like breaking up with somebody and murdering someone are two different things. (laughs) No, wait, every time I've broken up with someone, I killed them. Do y'all not do that? Right. That's not the same thing? You're supposed to kill them and break up with them and then kill them, right? Well, yeah, because otherwise they'd be super mad at you. Right. Just kidding. I've never broken up with anyone. I've only ever been dumped. What's up? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You did have to admit that. So you're a ghost because you've been murdered several times. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. That's why she's so in the light right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm dead, When Monica edits this podcast, like, it's just, it's just, like, white noise on your 
file that you send over. Like paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah, I'm like decoding it. Man, no wonder I had such bad luck at the coffee shops this morning. No one could see me. Right? You're dead. Um, no, but yeah, I think also season two feels like sophomore year. And I feel mm-hmm. like that feels totally. really appropriate. Like sophomore year of high school, sophomore year of college, it's always like just a weird year and things fall apart. And like you break up with your boyfriend or you're not friends with these people anymore. And so I, I think it, it feels right, even though it's yeah. sometimes not as fun to watch. I think second seasons for lots of shows are very hard, especially if yeah. they've, you know, very tightly crafted season one and tell like a really great story. And then they have to tell more like, mm-hmm. again, another old show, but like Desperate Housewives was like, oh, yeah, had this really like well thought out murder mystery in season one. And then they just never got it back. And it ran on for like seven seasons. But, like, <laughs> and then just never ended. <laughs> But, like, the first season was, like, oh, someone on the street's been murdered. Like, who mm-hmm. killed this woman? And then season two is, like, Alfre Woodward moves in, and she's got two sons, but one of them's a crazy, like, mentally challenged person <laughs> that's that's chained in the basement, and then one's yeah. a normal son. It's just, like, those are two different things. Yeah. You know what yes. show did that? Um, Weeds also is a great example of that. Everyone was so attached to... I mean, it was built just like you said, like it was really tightly crafted in their suburban little area and everyone got so pissed when they went to Mexico. But if people just didn't get their panties in a wad, there's actually really great writing after they go to Mexico. I get so mad when literally every Weeds fan ever, this is what they say. Oh yeah, I love Weeds, my favorite show. Although I stopped watching when they like went to Mexico or whatever. It's like, <laughs> I, you're not a Weeds it's fan. That was good. like season three. <laughs> I, I watched it all the way through. I did feel like by the end, I was like, why am I oh, watching Oh, it went on so like, long. <laughs> yeah. Like I did that with Glee too. I was like, why am oh, I Gosh, what? yes. You over everyone everyone overstayed their welcome with Glee. <laughs> They're like, wait, why wait, did why Glee overstay their welcome though? hundred yeah. percent. And we sta- overstayed it with them. Yeah. It's but I still do I still Any- listen to that soundtrack? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean it's the same problem as this. Like high school shows are so hard because yes. like these characters that you learn to love and care about, like, should only be in school for so long and then they have to right. leave and you have to have new characters. Like that's yeah. why Glee should have just run a couple of years and then stop. Yeah, and then be done. I know. That's I kind think, of the beauty of where TV is now. You know, people yeah. just, they stop before it gets to that point, which is good. Yes, shit's great. Thank you. Yeah. Although the Friday Night Lights is a good example. People got really frustrated when they brought in fresh meat. Uh, but there are really, really good characters in the later seasons that people yes. totally wrote off that are so worth watching. So, Yeah. Well, guys, let's talk about the synopsis of this episode. We're in Bad Ideas. Season two, episode two. This came out October 12th, 2007. And our lovely synopsis from Movie Dude 1 is (laughs) Eric and Tammy's separation takes its toll. Landry and Tyra become closer while Matt and Julie drift apart. Meanwhile, this is a run-on sentence. Meanwhile, the Panthers gear up for a new season. Grammar is not Movie Dude 1's strong point. Nope. But he he tells us what's up. He powers up. through it. <laughs> he powers through. <laughs> we love our terrible synopses. And kind of skirt do, around do. that people are growing closer because of murder and that other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know what really brings two people together? Committing yep. murder on accident murder. together. Yeah. Murder. Well, I guess we don't. I mean, it was self-defense, but definitely it would be a tricky 
it would be a jump ball in a court of law, <laughs> I would mm, say. For sure. But yes. In my professional lawyerly opinion. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where you're just like, just, t- just tell the police. Like, <laughs> I know. Just, I and know. Landry's dad is literally a police officer. Yeah, just yeah. tell your dad. <laughs> I know. Just like Dr. Medic. Just yeah. immediately. But he did try to. Uh, Tyra's the one who made him not. He was like, Has we have to call yet? the authorities. Let me call my dad. Let me call my dad. In the first episode. Oh, oh yeah. He says yeah. A, a number of times, and she's like, I mean, I would have fucking done it anyways. Well, who knows what I would have done. No. I've never murdered. If, if I'm trying to get with Tyra, I'm not doing it. Do anything <laughs> she, she is asks. pretty hot. <laughs> she is so beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, he does try. He does say a couple times, like, let me call my dad. And she uh, begs him not to tell anybody, yeah. which is, I think, the most frustrating part of it is that we kind of already did the storyline when he originally attacked her and she begs Landry not to tell anybody and he wrestles with it for a whole episode. You know, it's just frustrating because we kind of already saw them do that. Right, right. And he went to the authorities before feel yeah. like at this point so he's I mean, already in the system like and, but yeah, he and is that's the other thing yeah well that's the other thing he reported it so they're gonna look at him when that's they find true. this guy's dead body yeah. so like get ahead get ahead of the, and of the I, think, <laughs> I know how would his he would really i don't know i feel like watches buckle pretty securely <laughs> whatever <laughs> But he was, you know, there was that whole tussle. I doubt Tyra might have been helping that much as he was like trying to lift that body. Mm, true. Trying to lift that body. Okay, let's move on from the murder. It's easy to get sucked into that talking, trashing that plot. Yeah. Let's do some Texas things. Let's do it. Texas is a place I didn't love to be. Well, my first note for t- for Texas things is just Tammy Sweat. Everybody's sweating. Everyone's Everybody's sweat. There was yeah. a great little detail. I mean, obviously it wasn't intentional. It's not like some PA is running around with a spray bottle, but uh, Matt's like s- multiple sweaty backs. <laughs> That's a mm. very familiar sight to me growing up in Texas. It's just For sure. t-shirts with that little sweat line in the back in between your shoulder Ooh. blades. <laughs> yeah, Ben, we used to have, like, I think in fifth grade, we had PE first period. And then you had to we do the did? whole rest of the day and that. you didn't shower. So like everyone just like smelled. I mean, especially the boys, but oh my oh goodness. God, it was rough. I, know. I do yeah, remember I... hating coming back from recess and you just had to go to class and all the boys are like dripping in sweat and drenched six, in sixth grade. Ugh. <laughs> in sixth I... grade. <laughs> I grew up in Arizona, so I, I'm Ooh. used to being very hot as well. I just, I remember recess being, like, dangerous, like, because, yes. you know, like, <laughs> the playgrounds now are very safe, but when I grew up, like, things were made of metal, <laughs> and when you're in Arizona and things are mm-hmm. metal, like, you burn yourself, and, like, yep. now, I think they passed a law, like, that playgrounds in Arizona might either have to be covered or they have to be made of plastic or something, and so... We have I rules see them too. now. <laughs> I see them now <laughs> as an adult, and I'm like, "That's not fair." Like, I would right. get burned anytime I played. Like, our that's how you learn, kids. Our playgrounds were like boiling hot squares of lava. Our yes. lower school that I, I was laughing when you said that about how they used to not be safe because it was bongers instead of like gravel or whatever. Our lower school had used tire chips, black tire rubber tire chips not only 
were they scalding hot, but they emitted Ooh. toxic fumes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my so they're goodness. just like a layer of toxins. Yeah. yeah. Black rubber was on. It's why Carly can't remember when she watched it now. You know? Exactly. It just ties back to that. To that. Right. But and I've I guess... never moved forwards with the lawsuit, but... <laughs> The other side of it is that, like, I feel like the things used to be more fun. Like, the slides used to be longer and, like, you know, you could hurt yourself but in a fun way. Whereas now you look at the playgrounds and they're like, that doesn't look fun. Like, it's just a a fake log that's one foot off the ground, you know? Right. Where do you skin your knee? Yeah, uh, kids okay, these days, they need more risk in their Why lives. Why am I just, like, sitting here not looking at my notes? Okay. <laughs> I had some Texas things. This was a pretty yeah, texas episode. Uh, there yeah. was two-stepping, so. Yes, that, I put that, line dancing down. Yeah. Although, what what is the difference between two-stepping and line dancing? Two-stepping's with a partner. Line dancing, you're just in a line. Oh. Okay, we saw yeah. both of those things. That's right? another fun thing. When we were, when I was in second grade at, um, for PE, we would learn how to line dance. <laughs> That is cute. Yeah. I missed I missed that class. Yeah, you did. I was busy homeschooling. We did not learn how to line dance. All right. You just I learned, learned how to, how to sit be a, a dork. Yeah. I learned how to sit in a bean chair bag real good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, I also had just the fact that they're all talking about like whose ranch to have the pep rally at. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like like every event ever in my childhood was just like someone's ranch. Yes. Um, when they're eating in the diner, um, Antoine and Coach, right before, there's a sign that just says pancake. And that was I so Texas I almost me. wrote that down. And then I was like, <laughs> what about this is Texas? Don't write it down unless you can pinpoint something. And I couldn't. But it just stood it's out just to me. pancake. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a classic highway roadside Texas yeah. place for sure. <laughs> I, I wrote that at the booster lunch. It was kind of... Texas and not Texas at the same time. They're wearing cowboy hats, or a couple of them were, which is very Texas, except that they would not be wearing those at the table. They'd take them off. Oh, yeah. Respect. Respect for the pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Respect um, for pancake. I also wrote down the drum line, which that's not oh, yeah. Texas, but that a, a lot of the time, Ben will be like, oh my gosh, that thing was so Texas. But like, no, that's just like nostalgic. That's just that's high just school. Like so that was, that was a crossover. Yeah. People are like, we did that where I grew up we too. We did that too. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Oh, those lockers, so Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> that Classic Texas high school. <laughs> um, I did love the line that Tammy had when she was like, this is not my first barbecue. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And then my final note was, we see a Texaco. I mean, just doesn't get more Texas than that. This is true. Just get, yeah. I will say though, and we've maybe talked about this on the show before, gas stations in Texas are different than gas stations elsewhere. First That's of true. all, we have QT, cool. which is mm. Quick the trip. best mm-hmm. gas station. And apparently we're getting them in Colorado. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, they have them in Arizona yeah. as well. And my They're the best. brother-in-law yes. is like, he drinks lots of iced tea and he just is like, there it's fresh brewed and you can get a giant iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You, they have the best, something about, they like put a little magic in their, their fountain or something, but like mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper's better there. My dad is hilarious <laughs> to hear. If you want like the most Texas thing ever, it's just like my dad monologuing about the QT breakfast quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> Monologue. It's like his favorite thing in the world. His soliloquy. <laughs> my mom doesn't, like for him to go to QT all the time and 
obviously not me either, but when I was in high school, my dad and I would both leave the house and then go to QT secretly, but like see each other there and be like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) he's like getting a giant Dr. Pepper. I feel like when you go into a QT, like you kind of feel like you're in almost like a, this is a dumb thing to say, but like a real store. Like it's like, yeah, like yeah. more than a gas they're station, huge. you know, and they're clean and like, yeah. you know, air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> they're basically and the a employees restaurant. are nice. Like they must pay them well. Cause I feel like they're always like in good moods. I think and they do. Happy yeah. to be there. Yeah. We love yeah. QT, but yeah. Okay. It's we not do. just QT, but in general, gas stations in Texas, mostly just like logistically because Texas is big and spread out and there's tons of highway driving. But our gas stations are really big and tend to contain lots of delicious things. Our Texas fans will be amiss if we don't talk about Bucky's, which is like Mm, the really famous giant gas stations in Texas. You can get like barbecue. They have smoked meats and beef jerky. (laughs) It's basically like a department store. That's like also a, mall, a gas station the, that has like 50 yes. pumps. Like, it's insane. <laughs> uh, but if QT wants to sponsor the show, please contact me oh so God. that I can yes. get a yes. cut. Um, QT, we love you. Come on the show. All right. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I can film go. music. Film let's, music. Yeah, All right. Let's, let's review the film tape. it up. Okay. So this time I'm not lying. I don't have a ton for you guys. There was a lot. She says that every time. She's like, don't have a ton for you guys today, but. (laughs) But this time I really don't. That's okay. There was not, like, this episode was very packed in terms of storyline and content, but there wasn't really a ton going on cinematography wise. But this is another Jeff Reiner episode. We're just keeping him around for now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which I'm glad I love. I love a good Reiner episode. Basically, the only notes I have were just two little uh, FNL fails. So the biggest one, which y'all might have noticed, is that Tim Tim's uniform top from the pep rally to Buddy's apartment changes. Uh, oh, really? Pretty pretty noticeably. <laughs> so I mean, maybe Buddy like barfed on him in the car, and he had to grab a new jersey, and they just right. passed over that or cut it. We'll give them the benefit <laughs> of the <laughs> the benefit of the barf. <laughs> The other little note I have is that Chad Clark, Landry's dad, mm-hmm. right, uh, is yeah. in Bloodline apparently, and um, oh, a little buddy buddy wait. of Kyle's. So Monica's watching right now, so let us know Perfect. when you find Chad. I will. And we we don't really know him that well yet, but later on in the season, I I do actually love Landry's dad. Me He's too. Adorable. And then. And they look so much alike. I they mean, do. They literally look like father and son. Truly one of those, like, okay. Which they, they do a good job of that in this show. Like Julie, yeah. we talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. Totally see her being their child. The other thing is that I don't really find this a goof. It was listed on IMDb by somebody, and it just kind of cracked me up. But he listed it as a, as a goof. Okay. Basically that Jason is telling, I mean, it is kind of, Jason's telling Tammy about his like weird dream about her <laughs> that we'll get into. And, <laughs> and, just and he's like, and then I woke up and was able to make a fist. And then this person comments as if this is just like unbidden law. He goes, However, we all know that Jason made a fist in parentheses and used it when he punched Tim Riggins in the face for sleeping with Lila. 
Which is okay, kind of true. I kind of, I'll give him that. I feel yeah. like he was already being able to make a fist. Yeah. But maybe I mean, that he, was maybe that was way back then. He's just telling Tammy now. I guess. I mean, he really clocked Tim and it was not a slap. It was a closed no. fist punch. Yeah. Doesn't he also seem to have no problem wheeling himself around using his hands? Like, I, I guess I don't yeah. know how his injuries would manifest themselves. So I might be very ignorant. But like, no, seems like I think he wheeling yourself uses a lot of fingers, right? I don't know. Right. Was, yep. We'll talk about it later, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it, but actually, we can talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's able to make at least some sort of fist and grip. I I have neuropathy right now. I'm trying to get my left hand to work, and it doesn't grip, and I can tell you right now, I would not be able to wheel a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I guess you don't have to, you can kind of, you don't have to grip the wheels. You can push them with, like, the base of your but hand. he's, like, okay. playing professional quad rugby true yeah so this doesn't really add up so we think your hand is fine jason so stop being a liar right just stop (laughs) lying jason (laughs) jason stop lying get yourself a glass of beer (laughs) oh i had a funny or actually let's that's not that's for when we're breaking down the episode i don't know why i just jumped You're like, okay, so then that last scene. Um, Reverse. <laughs> that, have we closed out my film section? Yes. Oh, the last note yeah, it has. Yes. I just kind of struggled to find a fave frame. There wasn't really mm-hmm. that many cinematic moments. But I did love the over-the-shoulder shot right when Tyra and Landry start smooching. And you see Landry's tear. I thought that was another lovely little yeah. storytelling moment. Um, I it was agree. really sweet. <laughs> I know. I normally don't like when they're so close in on a kiss, but I loved I it for them because you could okay. see all the tears and the yeah. And it wasn't right on the lips where you're like watching their saliva. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be this close to this. I'm not a part right. of this. I'm yeah. not kissing them. Yeah, that was a good tear. I was like, Jesse Plemons <laughs> is turning <sighs> turning it out. This is he the beginning is. of that of the Plemons dynasty. <laughs> He's the exactly. goat. This really was the beginning. In season one, he was not even a season regular. They like pulled him off the sidelines and, and he kind of became this awesome character and built it into something really cool. Yeah. We love Jesse. Jesse, come on the show. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Musician's Corner for this episode. Um, we actually had a good amount of Texas acts this time and Ooh. no explosions in the sky. So Ooh, yeah, today, this episode, we had a little more like bounce and groove going yeah some bounce and groove and then also a lot of just like old timey texas songs um mm. so we had an artist named alvin crow and that plays when julie comes to the party and i loved this quote that i found if you're looking for a dog fight or cock fight ask alvin crow if you're looking <laughs> for an argument about pit bulls politics or baseball find alvin crow if you're looking oh. for the best fiddle player in austin alvin crow's your man Oh my gosh, I've been looking for the best fiddle player and someone to argue about pitbulls with. Right, and get in a cockfight. Come on. Alvin Crow, come on the show. Alvin Crow, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Dan Walser. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's pronounced semen. Is- <laughs> 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 and he is a yodeler extraordinary from <gasps> extraordinaire from Brownsville. That's actually Texas. super cool. Yodeling is really cool. It is. I went down it's a rabbit hard. hole once, and it's kind of cool. <laughs> and then we had Jimmy Dale Gilmore again, which we've seen. He um, And he's still kicking in Austin. Mm. And then 
So my artist spotlight is going to be a band called Big Star. And they're also going to be my favorite song. This was kind of an interesting episode. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't have one stand out. I mean, there wasn't the typical, you know, cool indie song that I usually choose. I liked the um, song that Anton was bumping in the car. I know that one was fun. But then when I was playing it this morning, I was like, this is aggressive. I'm not playing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is <aggressive. laughs> this is aggressive. This is too much. So Big Star, um, their song plays when the students return to school and I'll play it shortly. Oh, um, yes. Right. It felt yeah. it was very 70s and it kind of like it felt like a 70s show all of a sudden with them coming back to school and like beep I in their cars. I made notes about that like montage. Yeah, it was very yeah. um, uh, fast times. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, they were called the unluckiest band in America by NPR (laughs) (laughs) because because their label mishandled the distribution of their debut album. But Rolling Stone raved about it. It was one of those like people didn't really hear about them, but the critics loved it. So I said, that's kind of like FNL, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes, that is kind of true. Little sleeper band, little sleeper band. So let's not sleep on them and let's hear them. (laughs) This is September Girls by big star and girls is spelled with a u because why not of course Kind of Tom Petty-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's nice. Right? It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> Love it. All right, that's all I got. Let's let's get into the episode, y'all. Let's do it. There's a lot that goes down. There's a lot. So this episode, <laughs> season two, season... No, season two, episode two. That's yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Bad ideas, except that I wrote an alternate title for this episode. Can we hear it now? So, you know, one of my favorite episodes of Gilmore is The Incredible Sinking Lorelei's, which is the uh, season four. Yep. Um, When Rory and Lorelai are both kind of having separate, they can't get on, they keep calling, they're like playing phone tag and they're having separate meltdowns and have to find someone else to comfort them. Uh, But it's a really, really great episode. It's the one when Lorelai's opening the end, she's trying to get her hair cut. Uh, the entire time she's too busy but i think her hair looks really good but that's a whole nother conversation right um so i renamed this episode the incredible sinking tammy yes (laughs) kind of the incredible sinking taylors yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah as someone that doesn't watch this show like having this be my impression of tammy i'm just like this is a mess Why is she so sweaty? I know. Yeah, what was your fir- what were your first thoughts, Tammy thoughts, uh, this being yeah. such a unique intro into her character? Well, I mean, people love Connie Britton, right? And like yeah, people right. love her character. And you have Tammy Tammy thoughts or Tammy sayings or like that's a whole part <laughs> yeah. of your Tammy time. Tammy time. Like yeah. so I know people love her and it's hard because like you know, my impression as not watching the show is just like what the Amy Schumer sketch made fun of is that she's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, oh, wait, it's pretty on that. point. 
always drinking wine, but then watching it, I was like, well, wait, she just had a baby. So was she drinking wine while she was pregnant? Where's the wine? <laughs> but I, I mean, I liked that she was strong and like, you know, mm-hmm. says very funny things, but I was kind of on board with Glenn that she shouldn't be wheeling her baby at 105 <laughs> degrees, like miles across the school, yeah. like to get to the school. I was not on board with Tammy there. And like, <laughs> I was a little team Glenn as well. I was like, I was too, but I would have been really pissed if someone told me how to mother my baby. Like this, like little too. scrawny Glenn, I'd be like, oh, so he's saying like how, like, untrained and, and ill prepared he is to advise the consciousness of young like high schoolers and then yeah. he's like let me comment on your lifestyle though <laughs> right yes yes Glenn. I mean obviously he was Glenn. in the wrong too but then the baby ended up not like being sick and I think it I know, because yeah. it was outside for so long I was just like Tammy's <laughs> just and she's crying all the time <laughs> this whole episode Tammy but, this, this episode was like me this morning in my neighborhood trying to <laughs> right. I mean I couldn't raise a baby all by myself while my daughter was being difficult my older the daughter worst. I mean she's yes. not Horrendous. having a good time so, I mean, I still liked her, but I just definitely wasn't on her side in this episode. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, you know, she she's got to have her low point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And her, no, her, this is like, a funny episode to dive into Tammy. Yes. And she's so, um, she. I mean, she's, like, aggressive and defensive, especially with Glenn. And he's like, honestly, I'm, I'm very terrified of you. And I'm like, I would be terrified of her, too. <laughs> I know, she's like, I'm pretty scared of you, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll I loved her line when she goes, oh, that girl can't get into Vassar more than I can get into my old jeans. I was I like, know. that's such a classic Tammy quip. And of course, we know that Connie Britton is fitting into like some low size jeans. So she's I was about to say, she can fit, fit into any jeans. Fit lady, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I did like us opening with uh, Tammy calling Eric and waking him up. And like, I would do the same I'd be like, if I'm awake, you're awake, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're in this together. And yeah. I love Coach. It's like, he's like, this bed isn't comfortable. And I I'm just know. Like, he's like, so not happy there. They <laughs> really are hitting. I mean, I I liked all the mechanisms that they used in this episode, but I did find it to be a little more overt, like beat you over the head with it than they usually are. Mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights is usually such a like subtle revealer of storytelling and such. And then in this episode, they're like, hey, did you know that Eric is unhappy at his new job at TMU? Here, let me beat you over the head with that. Like every yes. little thing proved his discomfort. And the line that was uh, like did it for me was when the other head coach was like, I bet you were a hell of a high school. I was like, OK, we yes. get it. OK, we get it. No, <laughs> yes, I, he's struggling I literally to mold wrote down the adult men. We got it. <laughs> right. Yeah, they cut out the other lines. We was like, I bet you wish you could go back to that high school. <laughs> I bet you wish you with your wife right now. <laughs> I bet you're high-tailing it back to that baby. Yeah, and then Antoine, like, let me send this picture to your baby. I was like, so she remember what Antoine? you look like? I know. Yeah, I wrote down, I was like, can we just talk about this plot point at the beginning? Like, let's get it out, because it's my least yes. favorite one. It's so over the top, and... Like, the, and yeah. the whole Antoine thing, you mean? Yes. Like, yes. we get what they were trying to do. I did have a little chuckle at him being like, that little white boy's got soul about <laughs> Justin Timberlake. That was pretty funny. He did have some <laughs> funny little little lines. He did. No, like, they was going to a Justin Timberlake concert. I was like, ah, it seems like somebody white wrote this line. And then they... <laughs> 
And then they <laughs> then made fun said. of it later, so it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's good. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I just but, think they could have done, they could have showed Coach uncomfortable and wanting to go back home in a different way. And yeah, I that agree. was my least favorite part of the episode. And he had literally just said on the phone to Tammy, it's like being the new kid at a new school. Like, either don't explain it to us and let us see or like just don't do both of those things yeah. like we just heard him telling Tammy about this and now you're going to show it to us for 30 minutes I mean I did I liked the device because I do think that it's that that is very realistic that a college player would be so much more egotistical and, and just kind of prima donna like this guy and that it's way more likely that coach would run into kids like this and not be able to mold them because they're not like a small town Texas kid with daddy problems. And so I do like that they introduced that element. College is a totally different ball game. And, <laughs> and I think that it was interesting to watch, but it was too much, especially mm -hmm. like, why did they stop for breakfast? Where are they going? It's somewhere in the county, I'm sure, because they... He, you know, I was just like, why are we just on Antoine this much? <laughs> right. We don't see him like ever again. Like it was Antoine just it was too much. Half the lines. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> he should be paid, though, like if he's bringing in millions for the school. So I was kind of with that, Antoine. That is that. a right. that's a whole movement, though. And uh, I'm not the best person to talk about it, honestly. Um, <laughs> our Wobby Wob sound producer, my little brother, knows a lot about this. Um, he's not here to talk about it, but. I just want to shout him out. We should have Grant on an episode <laughs> and like talk about he, football. Why have we not done that? Because he won't That's, do it. <laughs> a little bonus up. But yeah, because he won't. We'll have to drag him. But it's the thing. College players are doing this huge movement to, I don't know if they're trying to be paid, but they're trying to resolve the fact that they often have to have campus jobs because they're like on work scholarships or whatever. And they're putting so much into the school and the school's raising millions and millions of dollars off of them and they're not allowed to be paid or have sponsors. And I, they've maybe pat, I think it's in the process of changing, but I'm not sure what yeah. we'll fact check it next time. I, I feel like maybe I didn't like, I blanked out during like a minute, like an important minute of this episode or something like this, but did you guys feel as viewers, like did, did coach Taylor really, have a moment with Antoine where he really like connected with him and made him realize that he should be more grateful to be on the team. Cause it just yeah. seemed like watching it, he was being a jerk and coach Taylor was kind of pushing back on him. But then all of a sudden he was like giving this really remorseful speech and it just didn't seem like it could have been as good of a story as it could have been. It seemed to me like they could have had like a really important moment where he really like snapped Antoine into realizing yeah. he should appreciate what he has. And then that is the result of why he only gets suspended for three games. It just kind of seemed like it was very light. There's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I, I was also confused when he made that like really, you know, humble speech. And I was like, is he just faking? Like the only thing that coach says is like, who the hell are you? Like you're so focused on. I think that was. And that was the, it. But like, yeah. okay. I do think that yeah. was a good moment though. I think that that was the moment that he, uh, like really kind of affected Antoine. Yeah. Ben's frozen. <laughs> oh no, Emily. Oh, we'll give him some time. <laughs> yes, we will. He looks we'll like he's a minute. Uh, <laughs> I can still hear you guys. Can you uh, hear me? If you need if you need to leave and hop no. back on, that's fine. Uh -oh. You can hear yeah. us. Yeah. That'll probably work. But can I do think us? that's the moment that he sort of like drove into Antoine a little bit was Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the only, this guy's super egotistical. The only way to get through to him is to punch a hole in his ego. And I think he did do that. He was just like, you know, you're you're questioning my life. You're asking me, who, who am I? Who the hell are you? Like, you're just yeah. one of the machine. Ding dong. <laughs> oh, you changed rooms. <laughs> He's in a new room. <laughs> what if it was a totally new person? Yeah, we talked about everything. Yeah, we actually, we finished. Gone. So, We're done. you know, thanks so much for having us. <laughs> Bye. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah, we we wrapped up the Antoine. I think we can move on. Yeah, a little no, missed no opportunity, Ryan. but I mean, I see what they were trying to do. They, I feel like they kind of almost got there, but didn't quite hit that nail on the head for me. I mean, yeah. there were some funny moments. I did, I didn't like hate watching Antoine. Like he did make me laugh. Actually, overall, this whole episode was pretty funny. I know. I really liked this episode. Spoiler. I did too. Yeah. yeah, there were a number of like ha-has. Going to a new plot point. This was a very small part, but I this is one of my favorite Landry lines of the episode and maybe of the whole show. How you doing? What are you signed for? No, that's all right. Thanks. Grandma, what did you, you order? Is that my tiara? <laughs> tiara? Is it? Is it? <gasps> Look how pretty. That, that'll be beautiful for whenever you just zip over to twenty-four Friday. No, no, no. That's twenty-four hundred dollars. We got this. We got to send this back. Look how pretty. Beautiful. It's really pretty, but it's really gotta go back. Oh, boys. Look at look at her. You can't put a price tag on happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it was like blood. a giant diamond tiara. <laughs> I know. No, it was the line when he goes, that'll look great for when you just zip on over to the Rite Aid. <laughs> to the Rite Aid. That's what yeah. he said. <laughs> I know. I love that he's like supporting her. Matt's like, stop. <laughs> I know. He's like, look at her. <laughs> oh, it's such a weird way to introduce that she needs mental, like that she needs assistance. Like, like so many thoughts about it. Hey, like why a tiara? Where did she see it? Where did she order it? Like, <laughs> Like, that's not on QVC. Like, I could understand if she's, like, ordering all this junk that she doesn't need. Yeah. Or, like, nobody nobody calls old people and tricks them into buying tiaras. So, like, where <laughs> I did bet she... it was, like, the shopping channel or something. <laughs> so, I used to oh, have yeah, maybe. big issues with the way that they introduce uh, Lorraine's, like, is it dementia, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Um, because it just seemed so weird to me. However... Upon this watch, I was just thinking, actually, shout out to my my great aunt who just passed away last night, but she Aww. lived a very long life, um, but she had dementia. And one of the first things, I think it was dementia, Ugh, one of those. One of the, one of the things. senile things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that her didn't brain sound very was, Her brain was in decline. But one yes. of the things that she did that this episode reminded me of early on before we knew was... Um, buying stuff. I think it's actually really common. They had my, her daughter ended up having to like take all of her credit cards and stuff because she was ordering like crazy random shit, uh, like mm-hmm. American girl dolls, like 20 of them. Oh, like, yeah. Crazy. And so, um, that, this was the first time I've watched this episode and been like, I guess that is realistic. They, <laughs> but they you're right, gr- Ben. It's like, it's not like, you know, she's on the internet and the fact that yeah. it was a tiara is just a little <laughs> but like, they, I think it, yeah. it was great to have that you know comedic moment too I like to think it was like I a think... salesman at the door <laughs> yeah you're right I think they just got really tickled by the idea of her putting on the tiara yes. but like it would have been better if it was like a jet ski or like something where you were like 
<laughs> I could at least understand where she saw it and yeah. where she decided to buy it from. Yeah, for it sure. Is, it is out of the blue. And they do a couple even weirder ones <laughs> with Lorraine where you're like, is this supposed to... I, I think it just bothers me because she looks so young. And I'm like, I just have a hard time buying that storyline for whatever reason. I think it's just her reason. hair. I don't think she looks young. <laughs> I don't think you're looking at her properly. Okay, well, then it's just that her hair isn't gray. Apparently, I just can't get yeah, over that hurdle, maybe. I think that's it. But yeah, Ben, there's been a few lead-ups to this. Like, she mm-hmm. got, like, went to the neighbor's house and then, was, like, you know, was confused. Bath. And so, yes. Um, so there's this has been building okay. a little bit. Yeah. And this is the first right, time we right. see it's not just It's not just that <laughs> it's not just she bought the a tiara out of the blue. And then, yeah, I would and love then it's that, like, though. gotta get a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> this is an emergency situation. Yeah. But this is the first time we see Matt intervening and, uh, like, looking for help. And so, yeah, we see him on the phone uh, all morning long while he's walking into school with the insurance companies, which... <sighs> Poor thing. <sighs> Yeah, I, Just I nothing that a sixteen-year-old should have to deal with. Yeah, I felt that yeah. they did not send me in the in-house help that I received after my surgeries was not as sexy as Carlota. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I'll take it up. Yes. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not having watched the show, I was immediately like, "Oh, they're gonna end up together." Like. Right. <laughs> it's an, an irritating storyline, but because Julie's being such a brat to him, I'm like, "Go, Matt. Whatever." Yeah, I know. Hook up with the with the hot nurse. I'm glad I, he gets a hot maid. Or she's not I a do, maid. She's a trained professional. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss my like naivete when I first watched this because I I don't think I thought they were going to get together. You know. You and now every time there's like a male and a female in a scene, I'm like, oh yeah, all right, <laughs> they're going back. But isn't that a little weird? Is he supposed to be 18 or is there like? They don't really care about that a lot on this show. Yeah, there's already been some. If you missed the hot neighbor girl who sleeps with. Tim Riggins, who's a literal high schooler, so yeah, as Matt and she's is, like in her late thirties. So. Yeah, <laughs> she's a very aggressive nurse. I like know. it's one thing to be like helping someone with dementia; it's another thing to be like, you can't have pudding, you can't have magazines. I know. I know. Like, she's like, I all that every once. night. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, chill out. This was that was also a little. I feel like over the top too, it was which it was top. supposed to be. But, I like her vibe yeah. though. I. Yeah, it was silly. But again, if I sort of lean back and relax into it, um, I like that she kind of comes in and is yelling at I mean, they that's something that I would love to do is to walk into that house and just start being like, okay, Matt, you go into your room and do this. Lorraine, this is what we're going to do. When I see those messy, stressful situations, I want to be Carlota and walk in and yell at everyone. So I was a little satisfied, actually. It's kind of like how we see Herc come in. Yeah. You know, he's so aggressive and so, but he's actually, he's going to fix things and they're going to soften a little bit as we go on. So Herc is a great character for Jason Street. Uh, He is another paraplegic. And when Jason is getting really whiny and wishy-washy and can't take hold of his life, Herc usually comes in and gives him a good talking to. And it's always very, very soul satisfying. Yes. I like to call him his Rafiki, but no one really gets that. <laughs> we get it and we love it. Good, good, good. Well, speaking of Jason, so there's yeah. another plot point in this season that is infamous that gets I teased. I love this one. <laughs> the stem cell research in Mexico. It involves that's shark gonna be, blood. Yes. That's going to be fun to talk about. 
They yeah. do. It's they an do. infamous storyline. It goes yeah. to weird places. Yep. Well, to Mexico. Yes. <laughs> it goes to the weird place of Mexico. He basically just there's part. I actually love the storyline. It's so silly, but it's also yeah. not that far off in the cancer world. People will grab onto anything. I'll tell yeah. you. And sure. shark blood in Mexico. That's not even that far off in terms of the the unrealistic bit of it is that he's not on death's doorstep, which is usually when people start looking for crazy miracles. Um, yeah. So I, I wish that Jason had, you know, sought a little more advice. But I do think they do a good job of going to Mexico and it's really fun. But we'll get into that. Hmm. We'll get, we there. get there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I yeah, have a note. Makes... Or go ahead, Ben. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go. I mean, if you want... Wanting to walk again is, like, obviously, like, a pretty big thing. So I I could see him going to Mexico for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why not try it? Yeah. It's so like my... weeds. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just sees the, you know, the season's spiraling out of control when they go to Mexico. <laughs> So that's when my life has spiraled when I've gone to Mexico. I <laughs> truly <laughs> wait. Why? I was about to say I've never been. I've been like a hundred times. We used to walk across the border. <laughs> yeah, you could just pop on down. <laughs> but I did my uh, in McAllen where where my uh, great aunt, a lot of my family. Oh, lives. Yeah. 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 Shout out to McAllen. So I have yes. a note that I think we should discuss. And we've already touched on it a bit. But uh, I just wrote, hello, Glenn. Do we like Glenn? I love Glenn. What were, what were our Glenn reactions? <laughs> well, I feel like we, we kind of talked about it already a little bit that I didn't like him, you know, being like, your, your, your glands are sweating and you, you know, I'm worried about <laughs> your baby. Don't talk and, about my glands. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about glands, Glenn. But obviously by the end of this episode, you're like, oh, he's so sweet. And yes. I like their friendship because she's such a hard you know a hard ass and he's such mm-hmm. a little <laughs> wimp. And I think, yeah. I think that's going to be fun to watch them just kind of their friendship. I do too. I think I didn't love him the first time I watched this show, but I really like his character. He's also really refreshing. He's super different from all the other characters. And he's not hot. Yeah. Which is the first difference. (laughs) Which is different. (laughs) I don't know. I think he's really sexy. Yeah. But he's very refreshing. And I'm glad that they're giving Tammy a friend. I think it's a classic TV trope to not give the like, main leading women friends ever (laughs) or like people around them i mean i know it's part of the mechanism for them to like operate isolated i guess i don't know but i'm just really glad that tammy they're going to introduce someone else into tammy's circle because julie's treating her like a dumpster oh my gosh is this the first glenn uh Mm -hmm. scene yeah okay because not knowing that i was like oh here's glenn again (laughs) like yeah (laughs) He seems he he has very like cousin Greg kind of energy. Yes, from succession. Or, like, he seems very likable, and mm-hmm. obviously it sounds like maybe there'll be a little bit of like uh, conflict between them. But like mm-hmm. for her to have a male friend is interesting too. You know, yeah. I, I guess you know if she was gonna have a best friend, it would usually be like a, a sassy, a sassy <laughs> character yeah. or something like that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I like him as her friend, and I. I just thought a lot of his lines were pretty uniquely funny in that he is just a young man. He doesn't have, like, a wife or a family. He doesn't know the wrong things to say. He clearly has just not spent a lot of time around, like, a new mom or maybe other adults that are older than him. Like, his first line when he's walking into her house, I laughed out loud when he was like, wow, I hope you didn't do all this just for me. 
Like right, to she's comment like, on baby the Glenn. Cle- <laughs> you have to comment on the cleanliness of the house of a brand new mom who's clearly struggling. I know. And he's clearly just trying to like make a joke and like get yes. in her good graces and it's like does the opposite effect. Yep. So but. I w- I enjoyed the introduction of Glenn. Okay, yes. how do we feel about Ly- Lila's uh prayer group? Is Jesus in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and the Tim make out just right in front of her and then leaves. You're like, Jesus wasn't in Tim's well played. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I found that. <laughs> they were very on the nose about her praying, like while she's looking at Tim, like, right. Like, I know. Not knowing <laughs> what is going on. I could tell that they had been together and that, she, I don't know. Did, did he break up with her or was it the other way around? He's so the th- best friend of Jason. Uh, and after his injury, they like went through it together Sexually. (laughs) Yes. So it was like, that was like one of the biggest drama points of season one. Like, obviously it's his best friend and his girlfriend cheat with each other. And so they have not been together for a long time. And then also Lila just like committed herself to Jesus last episode. But it's funny because we kind of like, isn't, hasn't she always been a Christian, but she's just like extra Christian now. So there's that whole thing too. But she's had, her life sucks a lot right now. Basically at the end of season one, Poor Lila's life sort of unraveled and it seems to continue to get worse. Her dad, buddy, so her parents are in the middle of that icky divorce that we saw snippets of. And so she has turned to the Lord. Yeah. Her dad has very, like, major Ted Cruz vibes. (laughs) Like, is... Is he supposed to be a likable character? Because yeah. I was like, he is. A, he's. I guess he's just like. It's like with. <laughs> it's like with Tammy. Like if I was only to watch this episode, yeah. And then I see her dad only in this episode. I'm like, I don't like this. That's guy. so true because typically he's like b- best friends with Coach, even though he's like an annoying best friend, just like shows mm-hmm. up all the time and gives all this advice that like is unwarranted and is just obsessed with the football team and stuck in the past. And so he's just kind of this like lovable kind of idiot. And now he's taking this downward turn. And we actually got to interview Brad who plays him. That was like our first cast interview. And he calls him bad buddy. So bad buddy is here to stay. Bad Um, buddy has arrived. And this is, this is bad buddy. Yeah. This was hard. Yeah, it was hard to watch. They, I think they did. Buddy's storyline for me this episode was the most true writing, I think. Yeah, for, for in sure. This episode. It felt like the most Friday Night Lights to me and the most. I don't know. It just worked. It, it just worked. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We'll play that scene later and I have more things to say. Yeah. But um, I do have a. So when he goes, I, my heart broke for him when he goes to pick up the kids. Uh, and you can just tell he's not angry. He's just like really tired and sad. And he's yeah. like, sorry, I'm five minutes early. You know, did you feel yeah. like Pam, I can't tell if this is just like internalized misogyny or if I just like and know good buddy, but mm-hmm. is Pam being too harsh? I think he cheated on her. She can treat him however she so wants too. And I also think that she, um, they made her like hotter in this season. <laughs> you yeah, know, like I feel like up. after the divorce, she got a glow up. She got like her hair lightened, and it's that um, plant based diet that that new boy's got her on. Exactly, but yeah, I thought it was really accurate. It's like she's still pissed, and she still deserves to be. But he's just like, I know, like I suck, <laughs> but like, yeah. So I, I kind of felt for both of them. Yeah, I felt bad for Buddy, and then I was like, am I just being really misogynistic? And then it 
clocked me. I think I was just following the storyline. I think you're supposed to feel sad for him. But then it did clock me at the end when Lila was like, he made his bed. And I was like, you know what? He did make his bed. He did. When he's like in the house and like narrating, like drunkenly narrating about all the men. I know. (laughs) That killed me. That was good. I was like, is anyone in that room with him? Nope. Okay. I did pull that time code for later. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Okay. So next we should touch on the Swede. Yes. Which is a little corrections corner that I forgot. Did you see that? Mm. I'll read it. No. Okay, so we have a listener who wrote in. Very, very sweet message. Uh, and her name is Helena I, or Hel- Helen or Helene. I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> thank just you for writing all the pronunciation. In. So uh, she just wrote in because we have been talking a lot about the Swede. Yes, of course. And uh, she did write that we just Monica asked, are aren't most Swedes blonde? Isn't it weird that they call him the Swede? And he's like very dark hair, dark eyes. And we weren't really sure what to make of that. But she did say, no, not everyone here is blonde. If you were to back up 20 or 30 years when our population was much swal- smaller, there were less people and a lot more blondes. And that's how they oh. got the reputation. So she's Swedish. Cool. Yes. She's Love from it. Sweden. And, uh, yeah, wrote in to help us fact check about the Swede. Thank you. Thank so, you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Helene slash Helen slash something. Is, and so the character is supposed to be from Sweden? Like They don't really explain it. They just open up season two with this guy and everyone's calling him the Swede. So yes. we just kind and of make that assumption. I just realized his name is Anton. And then the guy's name is Antoine. That's with Coach. Those are very similar. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. But they mostly call him the Swede. Yeah. That's so weird. So someone yeah. introduces him as the Swede? Like, just. So basically. He, he doesn't have, like, oh, his name, his real name is Anton? Yes. But you because rarely in the hear credits, it. They, they call him the Swede. Like, so yeah. they're not. <laughs> right. Because basically, season two opens and uh julie is working at the pool she's a lifeguard and you see this guy like walking slowly and she's looking at him and matt's like why is she looking at that guy so much and then they just always refer to him as the swede and so we never see them name him the swede (laughs) i think friday night lights does this thing in the writing where they like to sort of like jump in in the middle of a joke they do it a lot i think with eric and tammy where you just kind of and it, it works most of the time because you feel like you're a part of their little vernacular and it's very natural. And they'll have little nicknames and stuff that they make up that you don't hear the origin of often. Like I love, they do it, what do they call Landry? Lance. Lance. They always call Landry Lance and you never really hear the like, they never talk about the fact that that's the wrong name. It's never called out. It's just that like <laughs> Eric calls him Lance and you hop in, you're dropped sort of in the, in the middle of that. And so they do yeah. that sort of mechanism. And I think that 99% of the time it works, but the Swede one was a little. Yeah. Awkward. A little strange <laughs> for, yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> what are you, what did you guys say? What did your, what's a summary of your feelings about the Swede? I don't like the Swede. No. I mean, he's, he's just the classic. Yeah. He's the classic he's, bad boy that she yes. just needs right now or quote unquote needs right now. She's just got a big fat crush on him and he's a total deadbeat she goes to this concert of his um and he's just like a mediocre band guy and he's got this he's got a girlfriend 
in the first episode who, and they're like, oh, Julie's your cute little high school friend. And he, you know, musses her hair and stuff. And so she really wants, she probably views him as sort of like an adult. Um, and, and, and like a, I know. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> Just wait till we go to his house <laughs> if you keep watching. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, reading like the summary of this season, just to kind of understand the context of everything, it was like Julie starts dating an older guy, the Swede, and so yeah, I was envisioning like someone that would, like looked like a grizzled like trucker or something <laughs> yeah. like that, that and then amazing. it's this like dreamy boy band guy, and like yeah. uh, it's just so he's you know maybe he's in college or something. He can't be that old. Right? I think yeah. supposed to be like yeah, like early twenties, but she's a sophomore in high school. God, another legal situation. <laughs> Doesn't seem to get under their skin. Nope, nope. But in real life, remember being that age? And it is weird. You have lots of friends who are like 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Um, especially if you have yeah. older siblings and stuff. If someone's just a couple years older when you're like in high school, then they're like, it's huge. They're like so much older. Right. So and I think that's how she feels about this guy. I think he yeah. seems like someone outside of her world, which is the most important part because Matt to her is like her dad. It's like too perfect for this world that she feels trapped in. And it's just like small town football and she's going to be his cheerleader like Tammy. And she's worried about growing into those stereotypes. And then this like cool, dark haired, mysterious music older guy is really enticing to her. Which I wrote, I I can't imagine my biggest fear being turning into Tammy Taylor. (laughs) That's like my biggest biggest dream. Badass ever. (laughs) Right. Also, sweet, sweet honey, you're just showing us how young you are by the fact that you think that you're not going to turn into your mother. Hello. It'll happen swiftly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I love when he... He's like, I, I think your dad picked you up from that bar. And he, she was like, oh, that was just my older friend. I know. It's like, you have an old man friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who, uh, like, looks a lot like you. And then they sat in the car and had a heart to heart. Right. <laughs> but they did clean the suite up a little bit in this episode. He's like, he was at least cuter. showered. Seems yeah, to have he was maybe very sweaty in the last episode, Ben. Like, oh. like we worse than Tammy, way worse. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a fashion note on him. Should, should we? Should we fashion? Let's do it. <gasps> fashion. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, lol. That his. It looked like a sort of baroque style button down at the gas station. <laughs> it's like paisley it so or something. Ugly. It was so weird, but it was yeah. perfect. It that like, like open it, shirt. Yeah, it was like the wallpaper of a 19th century like ballroom. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He found it at a vintage store after one of his. Sure. Like Texas thrift. <laughs> Texas thrift. <laughs> um, I did. There's a lot of just the word sweaty is written down a lot in my fashion report. But yes, yeah, sweat was fashion. This <laughs> sweat was fashion. <laughs> I have a an album on back when like albums on Facebook were a thing, like photo mm. albums. One of mine I dubbed Visions of Sweat from when I went to the Galapagos <laughs> because that's. That's just like, I just remember like sweat. Visions for weeks. of sweat. <laughs> I'm going to assume that you just went there because you love Shit's Creek and you were like, I need to go to the Galapagos. Yeah, it was yeah, after my Shit's Creek yeah. fandom. And so I, I made the, the annual fan mecca to the, the Galapagos. Oh, I, I need to do that. <laughs> no, I did a whole, like my whole undergrad, I was uh, in the science world. My favorite look of the episode was Coach's khaki shorts and socks. I love it. You love that combo. I love it. And he looks great in maroon. 
He does. I liked um, Julie's red dress. She looked great. And I thought I loved the um, touch of dress? her tan lines because it was a strapless You're dress. About the tube top? Oh, I did not like the tube top. <laughs> it was what a dress. Did we call dress. that red? It's a strapless red dress. It was not a dress. Mm. It, it was flowy. And then it had a, I remember because I noticed, I mean, I could be wrong, but it had elastic around the waist at the least. Because oh. I thought Fashion it was is probably the thing that I, I paid the least attention to. So I mean, my I shirt's could, currently on backwards, wrong. so it's not. But no, I mean, I didn't like it, but I thought she looked good. And then I just liked the touch of her having tan lines because that was such a yeah. Texas Very summer realistic. thing. Very realistic, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the girls got boobies for high school. I'm not surprised yep. the Swede is into her. Boobies for days. Hmm. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> that never happened to that me. That never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think that uh, Tammy, despite, or she wasn't that sweaty in that scene, but she had a really cute pink flowy shirt on that I swear I had the almost exact same one when Glenn comes over to her house. Okay. She looked cute. Sure. I mean, It was like a light ballerina pink. It looked really hmm. cute with her she hair. She was a bunhead. A bunhead. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I thought Lila looked really cute at, at the end, at the pep rally. Definitely. Yeah, that was my final note. Yeah. She looked great. We often have lots of funny uh, attire to comment on from the early 2000s. Yes. <laughs> Which is fun. This one is pretty normal. This one was pretty normal. <laughs> there wasn't anything too weird. Uh, no. Julie's usually the culprit, just because we see her in the most outfits, honestly. Yeah. She wears, like, zip-ups <laughs> with, like, weird flowers on them and, like... And then we also have to talk about the low-rise jeans and the weird millennial Gen Z debate about that. That's not a debate because that's never coming back. Yeah. It's never coming back. Never. But she she did have a big slouchy purse still. There was like one wide shot of her walking. I think it was when they're going to school. And it was just nothing particular, but it was just very early 2000s. (laughs) All-encompassing. Um, that that's a good one to talk about the little montage of them starting school. I thought it was yes. really cute. Yeah, yeah, very like you said, very Ridgemont, uh, Ridgemont High. <laughs> very Ridgemont. I loved the like the image of or the shot of the man like the man <laughs> the boy jumping and like touching the banner. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Remember when you used to just randomly expel energy because you had an excess of it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> now I'm like, I, I drop I I... my keys before I unlock the door and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I think I saw a tweet that was like, I'm most nostalgic for my energy. <laughs> like, <God. yeah. laughs> I always think about anytime like our dishwasher, like the, the utensil carrier is oh, like yes. vertical Ugh. so i was just want to put like all the silverware in the closest thing to the door and just <laughs> putting it even slightly <laughs> further away just seems like such a hurt you know like such an effort yeah. <laughs> Oof, guys life is hard life is hard okay mm. should we listen to do we want to listen to the scene where tammy gets to school yes we do so tammy is walks yeah. her baby to school. I did love when she puts the phone, puts the baby on the phone. <laughs> I know, and he's like, don't do that. <laughs> Time, and I figured I'd kill two birds with one stone. Right. What's your problem with that, Glenn? Uh, it's no problem. It's just that you're 
profusely sweating. You've got a newborn baby. You're walking at 105 degree temperature. I mean, you're perspiring. It's it's it's, it's your glands. I'm sorry. I, I don't it's need you talking about my perspiration. I don't need you talking about my glands. I, I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I came here to talk about the job. I, which, it seems to me you might need a little bit of help with it. I might need a little bit of help with it. I'm really not qualified to be doing it, to be completely honest with you. But I, I think what's more important is is your behavior. You're bringing this baby here. I'm concerned about the baby's health. It could get sick. Excuse you know? me, Glenn. Let me tell you something right now. Right here and right now, okay? This isn't my first barbecue, Glenn. All right. Okay. So I don't appreciate you going on and on and on about what a bad mother I am. I'm not saying. Okay? I'm not trying to say that you're a bad mother. Oh really? Mother. No, really? I'm not oh, trying really? to well, say that. Sounds like to I'm me. not trying to say that you're a bad mother. Well, what I am saying, although no, what you do. I'm a little afraid to say it to you right now because, frankly, you frighten me a little bit, Tammy. Okay? You got a lot of. You got a lot of nerve. I'm just trying to help. I'm not well, your doctor. Well, no, I was trying to help. I was trying to help by coming over here, which I think you need a little bit of help. So don't you go and you judge me on how, what kind of mother I'm being. How dare you? That, that's not what I was trying to do, Tammy. Well, how dare you? Because that's what it sounded like to me. I'm sorry. I, look, I'm not trying to upset you or... Well, or... too late. This is just a bad idea. I'm, I, you know what? You just do. You go and do your job. You want something to drink? You want some water or something? Why don't, why don't, you know what? I'm going to get you a glass of water, okay? <laughs> yes, Glenn. You should have gotten her glass of water probably moments ago. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was a great she scene. She seems insane to me. Like. I'm sure she does. Well, she see this is insane for this her is, behavior yeah. for her even normally. Uh, like for us, I mean. It's very but I was reminded of how the yeah, the heat just makes me a psycho like that. I do cry a lot in the Texas heat. It makes me cry. In the heat. No, but I I like this storyline and I think they Yeah. They place it well throughout the episode, and it becomes mm-hmm. a really sweet little. I mean, as an outside viewer, again, I see a <laughs> yeah. crazy woman that takes her baby into the sun to get sick, <laughs> and she, she's totally to blame. She is <laughs> like, to blame. Like she should not have done up. that. She <laughs> locked her up. She is making poor decisions and is totally unraveling. I think the reason that, like, as a viewer. That it that we like the storyline is because it's right on cue. She's supposed to unravel, and it's yeah. satisfying to watch her unravel because we've been watching them do do this distance thing poorly for a minute now, and we're waiting for the 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 glass to break. Basically. Shoe to drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the shoe drops. Tammy is unraveling, and Glenn is trying to pick up the pieces. Yes, Ooh, this is a good note. Uh, <laughs> What do we think about Landry's rally girl? Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> like, Landry got a rally girl. So, yeah, Ben, they're, like, the football players are just assigned a rally girl that, like, brings them cookies and other things. And so weird. I know. Them. Almost, they make yeah. it pretty implied. Yeah. It seems very much like she was like, I'm your prostitute. That's exactly. School yes. <laughs> yeah. sanctioned prostitution is what we call it. Mm-hmm. And Tyra seemed very jealous of her, like right away. Or, I like, know, didn't want I like that. So <laughs> that was the first little, little jealous Tyra moment. So Tyra and Landry have been sort of built up. She's obviously like the beautiful, very popular girl that's out of Landry's reach, uh, but he's sort of weaselled pride. Yeah, <laughs> I'll wheedle, wheedle, I'll wheedle uh, his way sort of into her life in a sweet way. Uh, we've watched him and the reason that I get frustrated by the murder piece is that I'm excited to see them together I find it if you were to pull the murder out of their relationship I still find them believable they're both kind of outcasts for different reasons they're I just really love their dynamic and I wish that they didn't need 
the drama to bring them together. They were already yeah. getting there and they're sweet to what I love so funny. watching her be jealous I, of the rally girl. I just, I read an article this morning that said exactly that. Really? I was like, they don't need a murder to like bring them together. Like yeah. you, you could get on board with it without it. Like totally. But that's so funny. It, it makes me think of like that. It just shows that the school, like when you're a football player, you're instantly a star yeah. and like no one would pay attention to Landry if he if he wasn't on the football team or you know like totally that suddenly he has this girl that's his rally girl that's like I can help you with whatever you need. <laughs> I'll make like, you know. cookies. Yes. Yeah, the rally girls are crazy. But I did love his little uh, <laughs> follow up like, to her. Yeah. Do you think all humans are capable of evil? <laughs> <laughs> that got me good. <laughs> that that made me that made me lol. Is that yes. like is Landry is he? insane i mean i was with, <laughs> i was with tyra i was like is he a serial killer like <laughs> he's having a emotional breakdown after crushing a man's skull yes because ben basically tyra gets attacked by this man in an in a parking lot and she fights him off and then landry comes because they were going to meet for him to uh tutor her but he was late and so this thing happened so he was at the incident at the beginning and then he starts following her and um so they get in this like fight aggressively and then, stalks her yes it's horrible and then he walks away but he's like i'm coming back for you and so then landry picks up this metal bar and hits him in the head so and he dies yeah yes and he dies yeah, i think i got a sense of that i mean i don't think that they're just like bonnie and clyde and just killing people for fun <laughs> right. although that would be pretty fun to watch too i, I love them but i have to say that they're terrible murderers as, yes. as if you were like they go to that bridge and they're like Oh, we shouldn't have murdered someone. They're just like talking out loud. Like they talk about the murder in front of just, I guess not in front of people, but just like out openly. Yeah. Like yeah. Anytime they're outside, they're like, we shouldn't have murdered someone. <laughs> like, they're not discreet. That is no. true. Yeah. But let's I did play love, that. they kind of found, or right before, before you play it, I was just going to say mm-hmm. that they kind of found their footing in that storyline in this scene when, yeah. uh, Landry is like, oh, is that your measure of a man? Um, yeah. So I did I did like that they sort of, I, I feel like they got there eventually <laughs> to, to an emotional moment. All right, here we go. I don't have to hold my arm. Oh. Bye, thank you. Bye. What the hell are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Are you insane? You have got you, to hold it together. I've got, do you have, do you yes. have no empathy about anything, Tyra? Do you, do you, do you just have, do you have ice water running through your veins? I mean, like a human being, me a human being is dead because, man, what are you doing? You're out, you're out trying to have a great time. And you know what? He was a rapist. You're, you're okay. right. You're, but so that, so that makes like it, that makes it okay? Sick. I'm not acting like Act like sick. a man, then! You're gonna act like a man. Yeah. See, that, that's, that's real easy for you to say because you're not the one who killed him, are you? You don't, you don't have to think about that. You don't, have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to close your eyes and hear the sound of a skull cracking every time you go to sleep, do you? He says that Don't tell me to act like a man. Under the bleachers. Because you know what the thing about this is? I, I would do that again for you in a second because he hurt you. And because I'm, I'm in love with you, all right? Don't, 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 don't look at me like that. All right, don't, because you know. You've known, you've known forever. It's not, it's not some big secret, all right? All right, let's just let's not pretend like this was some great thing that we did. And let's just just don't don't tell me to become a man, all right? Because if that's your definition of a man, that's that's, that's extremely sad. All right.
game ball Jesse Plemons brings the episode back. I yep. did. I loved that conversation because then you really do see Tyra for who she is because she she doesn't have any male role model. She doesn't know what makes a man. And I think that was just her gut reaction. And it was really believable for her to just be like, oh, be a man, drop it and move on. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of what she thinks is processing because she's never had any sort of positive role model. And so I did. I liked that. Yeah. And I mean, I just love Landry being like, no, being a man is actually like dealing with it and being emotional about this. And like, yeah, yeah. it's not about just blindly protecting the woman and then moving on. Like he's like, no, mm-hmm. I now have, bear the weight of this. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good scene. Landry bringing <laughs> it home. And- yeah, I feel like they could have not had the murder and still had this emotional because I do think there needed to be something to bring them together because they are mm-hmm. obviously different and not in the same circles. But like, you know, it could have just been that the fact that they went through that attack together. Yeah, it could have been you just know? the attack. And then we yeah. never saw that guy again. Right, right. And but I and I also loved I thought it was a really realistic moment of when he says he loves her and then um, immediately it's just like, no, 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 no. You know, yeah, like, you know, and this is not and he a doesn't surprise. mean it in that in like an angry, like, this is your fault kind of thing. He just calls it out. And like, of course, yeah. you know, like, let's be real and just bring some honesty there. And it was it was nice to watch. I liked that scene. Yeah. Ben, do you have a favorite character just from watching this one episode? It's like one crazy episode. <laughs> yeah, this one insane episode. <laughs> if it was based only on this episode only on this, then it would probably just be Glenn because he was so funny. <laughs> Glenn but was I, great. I, I love Jesse Plemons as an actor, so I have to, and I know that people are very affectionate from him being on this show, so yeah. I have to assume that he's a very beloved character as well. Yeah. Um, and to me, Tammy seems insane based <laughs> on this episode. Like, She's not at her peak here. <laughs> no. I don't. And then again, Buddy reminded me of Ted Cruz, and so That's I was like, <laughs> "You're like, who do I choose here?" We so it's a, it's a bad episode for a non-viewer to drop in on because if you, I had to write up like descriptions of these characters oh. based on this episode, they would not jive. They would not jive with who these people are. Yeah, this is pretty much the worst of everyone. Did anyone was anyone thriving? I know. I mean, Tim said he's doing great. The Swede, Tim, the Swede, the Swede seems to have showered. Tim seems to be doing well from the last episode. I think that did he have a a big haircut? I like, yeah, I like his haircut. He looked good. He looked good. He looked Mm -hmm. fresh. I mean, he looks good in every episode. We'll get there, but, um, but yeah, I would say yeah, my game ball goes to Landry, and then like. Behind the camera, my game ball also goes to Jesse Plymouth yes. for, I think, delivering the best he possibly could with the storyline and breathing breathing some life into it, I think, there at the end. Yeah. So I kind of love that Julie just, like, goes in for the kiss with the sweet. Ah, yeah, like, Julie. Damn. I don't love that she yeah, did that's... it because she had not yet <laughs> broken up with Matt. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Little bitch. I know. <laughs> I know just from reading stuff that like the stuff with the Swede doesn't last very long, but it was interesting just because it was like, well, she's the one that went in for the kiss. Like he, at least at this stage, isn't giving off scumbag vibes. You know, he's not giving off like I'm taking advantage of younger girl vibes. Right. Right. He seemed to genuinely give her a ride and not expect anything out of it. So that's 
good. Yeah. I think he's and he was not genuinely creepy. surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she kissed him too. And I think I mean, I think that we're supposed he definitely like seeing her at the gas station and stuff, he's kind of like it's like seeing a your teacher outside of school, like seeing a dog walk on his hind legs. <laughs> um, mean girls. Mean girls. But he's like, oh, she's a person outside of the pool. So he's like already realizing, starting to see her in a different light at the gas station, literally. Hey, but, another Gilmore. Also, it's like Julie out of water. <laughs> Julie out of water. Lorelai out of water. <laughs> um, she's got her booby shirt on. But I think that she clearly realizes that she's going to have to make a move here or he's going to see her as the little high school girl. Yeah, I just, yeah, I liked that, like owning that and being like, I'm not a little girl, but I, the rest of it, obviously I hate. And then when Julie was like, I don't know anything about babies. I can't help you with my little sister that's like sick. She's just the worst. And I thought that at the beginning of the episode, Tammy's suggestion was so sweet. She was like, why don't y'all get a pizza, rent a movie, come over. Like She just wants someone in the house. I know. I just felt for her. And then Julie's like, Matt has his own life. obsessed with Matt. I know. Oh, man. Yeah, she's on one. And then what about her dumping of Matt? Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's a smash show anyway. Oh, yeah, smash wrapped again. He did that in the I last know. season. I, I wrote smash wrapping? Why? Yeah. Okay. Talk. I just think that that maybe we've changed or something. But the point is, it's me, it's not you. Classic. You didn't do anything. No, I didn't do anything. I like, I love that I know one. it's not me, I know it's... I know it's sweet. No, it's not the sweet. But how about... Just be honest with me. Just, just tell me the truth. It's just, it's the Swede, it's my parents, it's me feeling trapped, it's me turning into my mom, it just, I don't know, nothing seems right anymore, and I just really need some space. Poor Matt. Matt and Julie, over. I know. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I love that. He's like, I know it's them. not me. I know yeah. I'm great, and I know I haven't done anything. <laughs> Just be honest and tell me what's going on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was very... And Matt Matt is a very sort of wishy-washy, kind of mumbly character sometimes, and I liked that he was kind of at his wit's end in a, in a way. And he yeah. was just like, I know it's not me. You are the one who's mistreating me. So, like, say your piece. (laughs) And he sort of recognized uh, that and kind of called Julie out in a subtle Matt way that that I liked. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I know it's not me. (laughs) I know. And he's like, just be honest with me. And then she's like, yeah, it is the Swede. I'm like, we know, you know, like, (laughs) we know. The other person yeah, can tell you've been lying for a month that, like, the little (laughs) lies are building up over the months. Like, we're not idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Julie. But yeah, but yeah, poor Matt, uh, he he's already yeah struggling, but at least we he has a new sort of budding uh, plot development. Exactly. 
All right, so I think then we, should we go... move on to yeah to Buddy, <laughs> Bad yes. Buddy's rant, which where he dubbed a new name for Riggins that might be my favorite, uh, Riggo. <laughs> Riggo. <laughs> Riggo. Uh, so where do you want to start the clip? Because I had it just with Tim and Lila, but we can play the Buddy too if we want. Uh, I don't care. I have it. I just wrote down th- minute thirty four, but that might okay. just be him in the. I like that he's. There was some good storytelling here that he's particularly upset about Lester's trophy room uh, because Pam had just thrown out all of his trophies in the box earlier in the episode. So I think he's particularly wounded. Yes. Although not yes. as wounded as those animals, am I right? Right. <laughs> I'll go cut it toward his, um, his demise. <laughs> his demise. Okay. No, I'm telling the story. So I'm under center. I got Billy right here. And I, and I go back. So I remember this tomahawk. Hut, 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 hut. He's so sweaty. Oh, I know. That's enough. Now get your hands off. You want some of me, boy? I will go pop you right now. You want me? Come on. Let's go, Lester. Let's go. You need to just Let's take go. it easy. Let's go, boy. Lester, do you want some of me now, boy? Rigo. It's Riggins. Tim Riggins right here, baby. Stay champion. Stay champion. Stay champion. Lester never played. Lester never played. <laughs> no, this is good. Uh, then we'll buddy. go straight to the Tim and the Lila debrief. But I, yeah. I loved seeing Tim as the, I mean, so Ben, Tim is often drunk and crazy. And it was fun <laughs> to see him <laughs> not that way and taking care of Buddy. Yeah. Well, it's great because like the first person you would want in a situation like that would be Tim. Yes. Just kind of like non-judgmental, someone who like knows how to help. And like yep. if you have addiction in your life, this is familiar. I mean, maybe not as aggressive as Buddy, right. particularly combative. But um, like if you've struggled with addiction, this is a familiar scene to you. The the like drunkest person in the room. It was a tiny bit triggering. But, um, <laughs> but I think they did a really good job of it. It's super realistic. And I, I absolutely bought it. And I loved yeah. Tim's line because... My, I remember like watching this. My first thought is, this is not a drunk. He's just really sad. Like I've seen drunks, and then I loved hearing Tim's perspective. Like you really needed someone who understands alcohol abuse and who understands like some of life's hardships to weigh in. Like that was when you needed a Tim Riggins to come and say it's okay. This yeah. people do this. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't mean that he's gonna be like this forever. Why is everything always falling apart? Listen, uh, I think you'll be just fine. Believe me, I've seen a, I've seen a few drunks in my day, and uh, he's not one of them. He's not. He's just sad. That's all. He made his bed. How you doing? Okay. You? I'm great. You better go. <laughs> I it's like, I'm I know. We have a three-way to get to or something. Good night, love. And a sweet kiss on the cheek. Yeah, I love. It was I'm a sucker sweet. for that. <laughs> it was cute. It probably took a lot for Tim Riggins to not make a move, right? But uh, 
yeah, they're usually pretty sexually charged, these two. Mm-hmm. And so this was a big <laughs> this was a big power play by him, I think, to be like, Yeah, I'm thriving, I'm doing fine, I'm gonna help you in this this was a very like role reversal for, mm-hmm. for them. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I loved it. I mean, you just know how she feels when she was praying and she was <laughs> yeah. just lusting. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Tim was looking good. His dimples and there was like mm. one. I, I should have picked that as my fave frame. There yes. was one shot in this scene where he's like kind of looking, doing his little Tim Riggins little look up from his, behind mm. his hair, his little half smile with his dimples. And then just the little <laughs> kiss on the cheek and the walk out the door after having sort of like fixed up her situation for her. That's one way to leave a mark. Mm. <sighs> He seemed very nice. Yeah. He seemed like a, an upstanding guy. I know. He was sweet. I love that. That, like, at the end of this episode, Ben's impression is Tammy's crazy. We love Glenn. <laughs> and Tim's a real upstanding guy. <laughs> Buddies, Ted Cruz. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah. We got Ted Cruz in the mix here. Yeah. But, yeah, this scene was really well done. It was definitely one of my favorites of the episode. Me too. And it's just always exciting, whatever it's, like, laying the groundwork for. I know. And I like that. You know, when he falls down, Lila's like, "Is he drunk?" Like, because that's perfect. Because she wouldn't know. know. And Tim's like, She's "Yes, so, yeah. like, <laughs> yes, Lila, yes, yes Lila." He's, he's had too many glasses of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also like the adult in me as they're throwing him on the bed. I'm like, "No, he's covered in mud." <laughs> the sheets, <laughs> the sheets. <laughs> I was one time helping a friend who had too much to drink. Um, one of my roommates get into bed and but she hadn't made her bed like her sheets were in the laundry so i started like putting oh, the no. sheets on she goes monica stop it right now that is so nice do not do that <laughs> it's like, i i literally you have stop to stop it right now i'm not being nice like, i just well, i have to i'm She's not like, gonna I can just do it i'm like you can't even stand up no <laughs> Uh, well yeah so bad buddy is in for a rough morning i think we can for say sure that for sure and then we we uh, a lot happens really like in these last 10 minutes. It was really packed. Yeah. So Tammy, yeah, breaks down at the hospital. I don't know how much we need to get into that, but uh, Glenn comes to her rescue. is really sweet. And then we hear her, I think most importantly at the end, we just sort of hear her lying to Eric again. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And then she just um, falls apart as soon as the phone call ends. And I, but I yeah. always have to laugh. She's like, hey, Glenn, like trying to be all cheery. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> but Every yeah, but she's just like that, still like, a mess. <laughs> Yeah, she's trying to like keep the tears down. A literal hot mess. Yeah. Yeah, just literally. Yeah. Okay, and then we end on. Yeah. Let's play the uh, final scene. Yeah, let's play it. Tyra looks good in this. Yes, agreed. Hair's a little messy. Uh, How did you get in here? I'm glad he's dead. God, I. You know, he... Patrick, he wasn't going to stop. He was just going to keep on doing that to me. You know, maybe something's wrong with me, but... I am... I am so glad he's dead. I just don't... I wish I was one of them. Don't say that. No. Don't. You are the best guy I've ever known. No, and if anything happens to you because of me, I would never, I would never forgive myself. 
And then I don't think we need to listen to kissing noises. I prefer. I don't, I don't like that. Let's analyze them. Yeah. We just this sit here and it's like. Fir- <laughs> this is their first their big first smooch. Uh. Yes. I did love it was so fun good. and very Dawson's Creek the the classic high school climb through the wind although not my high school experience but <laughs> I heard that some people's were like that yeah uh but yeah climb through the window um I thought that was cute yeah and it just shows they're just such good friends it's so sweet they're just like mm-hmm. hugging and crying and well, and then it just feels Tyra's so natural like reacting yeah like this is the first time we really see her like even begin to process that like even the original attack yeah for sure so that was satisfying and i loved the lines and that landry was crying too was it was sweet it's just really sweet Mm -hmm. and i'm so proud of landry our boy i know he did it (laughs) (laughs) it's so sweet and the kiss is just so sweet it's like hands on her neck and he's just i don't know It, it was yeah it just is really sweet really well done The only note I wrote about it was just that um, I think it was believable, but also just kind of predictable Tyra, though, that she, after their only conflict, really, that they've had, like, in each other's faces, really, Mm -hmm. is that she responds sort of by communicating physically. And I think that with men, that's sort of how, what she knows again mm-hmm. of like how to show this guy that I'm that I am sorry and that I care about him when we climb through his window and like and I think it's deeper than that for sure yeah and that she because it's not like she just comes in and they start kissing like I think she no. does get vulnerable with him for sure um so it wasn't that alone but I did just kind of make a note of sort of like this is how Tyra communicates yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna date and be happy and I, it would just put me on guard because that's something that someone like Landry might misinterpret. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, anytime I apologize to my <laughs> friends, I just smooch them. Same. And they're like, I get oh, it. No, I get your sorry. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Um, and yeah. Anything else or shall we rate? Well, I just, the only other Tammy thing is that when Jason was like, I had this dream that helped me, helped me make a fist and then it happened and I feel like I'm going to walk again because of you. She was kind of like, that's nice. I'm being crazy this episode. Bye. I would feel so uncomfortable though, if someone who you knew was was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. And like when you, someone who you know is going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of their life comes up to you and is like, I'm going to walk. I think because of you, I would be yeah, like, it was super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Question. Was he saying though that like, and obviously we have the whole Mexico thing le- lingering and he wants to walk and he was like frustrated with a doctor, but was he just saying that like he has this dream and then he like gets better just with his like hands and his like things that are going to get better. Or is he like, I think he's just saying I had a dream walk. about walking and then in the morning, like something 
changed and I was able to do something that I couldn't do before. And right. maybe this will keep happening. Yeah. And that. Um, it could maybe lead to me walking can, again, but yes, it didn't come off to I've, me. It's like you you're I'm going to walk because of this. I don't know. It came off to me a little. I think it was just supposed to introduce the fact that Jason's gripping onto something irrational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was sweet I, that he shared it with her, though. Like, that's like an awkward yeah. thing to, like, tell an adult. And it was, I mean, it is creepy. And at first, he's like, I've been having this dream. She's like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> what are you about to tell me? <laughs> yeah, I've been having dreams about Connie Britton. Dream. Yeah, same. <laughs> but no, Ben, you're right. She's just like, wow, Jason, that's great. I know. Like, I wouldn't know what to say to that either. And it was kind of random, like, plot mechanism-wise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that they're planting the idea that Jason's starting to be, like, he's still not complacent with the fact that he's going to be in the wheelchair for the rest of his life. He's still, like, looking for miracles. So, Mm -hmm. um, and we'd kind of forgotten about him for a minute. So I think they're just bringing that back in. You okay over there? (laughs) I just have a, I have one hair that's like annoying me. And I'm like, I was going to take my headphones off and, but I'm just going to be an adult and ignore it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that, that scene was a little funky to me. Although, I mean, if you're in a health crisis, I can tell you all kinds, it is very normal to latch onto crazy stuff. Yeah. And especially like, um, I was like explaining this to my doctor the other day. I'm not a superstitious person, but like, health crisis wise I totally am and I'll hear myself say things to my doctor that I'm like I realize this isn't scientific but like uh every morning before chemo if I don't turn on my light three times it's gonna be a bad day (laughs) yeah no your brain latches like the human brain just is dying to find patterns and like be able to detect something that could make change yeah for sure so I did think it was believable that Jason's at that point um it was just a little clunky i think with everything else that was going on in the episode yeah. <laughs> especially that they had him tell that to tammy it was like couldn't it have been whatever she yeah. just has a lot going on <laughs> she just has a lot. girl's got a lot going on <laughs> uh well shall we rate the app yeah let's do it i think that was the only thing we we missed you want to go monica sure so yeah i think the fact that i've seen the show before and i'm not like oh all these things are falling apart i'm really enjoying it this time and just i mean i just love these actors, whatever they do. And I'm loving this new season. And I think I just get kind of stuck in season one and falsely I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. season two. But I'm like, no, I actually really like it. So oh. I, yeah. And Landry and Tyra get together in this episode. I love yes. the Tim and Lila scene with Tim just playing hard to get, which is fun to see. And yeah, the buddy line, I mean, the buddy storyline was super realistic to me. And we love Glenn. So four for you, Glenn. <laughs> God bless Coco. Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give this. Hmm, I need a thing. I need a thing. I'm going to give this eight out of 10 tiaras to weigh or to the right aid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I agree. I think there's some clunkiness in this episode and just sort of like getting their footing in this season um, for sure. But overall, like you said, I'm tr- really trying to lean into it and be a little less critical and sort of find the the gems in, in these storylines that I know are there. 
So, <laughs> and this one was really fun. I think that the, just tonally, this episode was really different from the other ones and had a number of like laugh out loud moments. Landry was cracking me up, the tiara, and of course, Glenn. So, yeah, and, the, and then Buddy's demise, Bad. I, I, I love Bad Buddy. I think it's <laughs> just a really true to life story and of course brad leland delivers it perfectly as buddy and then we get to see tim be the superhero which there's literally nothing i love more in this world than tim riggins riggo doing his thing Uh and and it was fun to watch him sort of pick up the pieces for lila for once and then of course tyra and and landry and we're starting to move past the the murder stuff and we're moving a little bit more into the meat of of their relationship and uh julie finally stops dragging matt through the through the dirt and we get some new a, a new little sexy thing coming coming around mm-hmm. the house so yeah overall i thought this was really fun i think they made some really big moves that feel jolting and really different right now but i think that they introduce some needed change and produce some good tension for the rest of the season. So overall, I really enjoyed it as well. And I am going to give it an eight out of 10 Tammy's glands. (laughs) 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 How about you, Ben? Um, it must be weird when people that don't really watch the show are rating it, but I mean, this episode of television, yeah, I I enjoyed a lot of the characters and things. I I feel like I forget what it's like to watch TV dramas like this because I tend yeah. to watch a lot more comedies. And so when something like you know Jason was barely in it, and I was like, what is this? What is this yeah. stuff with Jason? Like <laughs> he's only in it for two minutes, but it's like setting up something for later. So I have mm-hmm. to remember that kind of stuff. Everyone seemed crazy in this episode, but. Um, <laughs> I I would say that I I enjoyed it and I, I even though I didn't really connect with these characters I was glad that, that they were kissing at the end of it. Like I, was <laughs> I know it gets them. you by surprise it a does. little bit. Um, so I'll give it uh, seven out of ten. Jesse Plementiers, um, yes. single, single tears. Jesse Plementiers, yes, <laughs> rolling down his cheek. Love it. Um, I love it. It was very. It was sweet. It was a fun time. It was yeah. definitely not the worst thing I've ever watched for a podcast. <laughs> Good. You know, <laughs> that's, what, all we that's about as high praise as we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this show is one of those that is just a classic. Like. You love to love it. You love to hate it. It's just early 2000s drama, and it's its own genre and world. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And we just are here for it. Thanks for coming on the show, Ben. Do you want to... Thanks for joining us. You know, plug anything. I know it's a weird time to plug things, but, you know, you can just... Share whatever. Um, I'm on Twitter at BenjaminJS. I like to tweet a lot. And then... The, I wrote for the final season of DuckTales, and uh, they have a couple of their final episodes are airing. Um, I think the finale is like on March. I don't know. I should March know what date it is, right? <laughs> in, in a cut like March 15th, March 22nd. One I don't know. Just watch yeah, DuckTales. Love it. In the like middle zone of March. Yeah. The Ides of March. That's what those are called. Yes, yes. <laughs> love it. Well, love you can it. follow the show at TX Forever Pod. And you can follow me at Monica Moser. You can follow Carly at cool.cactus.media on Instagram and Rutledge Carly on Twitter, even though she's not a big tweeter. I wouldn't follow my Twitter. Yeah. Just just, just (laughs) maybe avoid that one. No, I'm kidding. 
Yeah. <laughs> I tweet like once every three months. Yeah. <laughs> and usually it's just something I texted to Monica and she's like, you should put that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, that, that, that's a tweet. Do it. <laughs> I struggle with the tweeter. Yes. But yes, you can find us on Instagram. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Friday Night Lights Panther Pride. Yes. Um, and yeah, follow us. We've got some really exciting stuff coming up this month. Some great guests and some crazy shenanigans in yes. season two. And yes, leave us in more iTunes reviews. Yeah. We need, we need more of those. We need love. Step up your game. Please. <laughs> <laughs> all right well all righty well thanks for joining us y'all we will see you next friday Woo. clear eyes full hearts can't, can't lose, lose. <laughs> bye. bye y'all all my friends were vampires didn't know they were vampires turns out i was a vampire myself in the devil town